and welcome to Dear Franny, a podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Hey. So if you joined me before for this season, season three of the podcast, then you know that each week I am tackling a different element, a different aspect of your dating journey. The true love journey is a journey that you are already on. And maybe you're in this dating phase of your true love journey right now. And that's what I really want to help you with. And that's what this whole season is dedicated to. Last week, we talked about online dating and how to have a magnetic bio, how to write a magnetic bio. And this week, we are talking about love bombing. And love bombing is one of those unfortunate, darker sides of uh, modern dating. I'm sure it happened in the past as well. But you know, I wasn't around back then. And this is certainly something that's happened to me. And it's happened to so many of my clients and other people that I talk to about dating. And it can be really confusing. And it can really it can have a lot of harmful effects. Okay, so before I go on, let me just define what I mean by love bombing for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with that term. So I came across this definition from the website healthline.com and I thought it was a really, really good one. And it is love bombing. When someone overwhelms you with loving words, actions, and behavior as a manipulation technique. Okay, so the kind of asterisk that I'm going to add to this is that this can be a conscious manipulation or it can be an unconscious one. So I don't want to focus on, you know, oh, everybody's so terrible and these people are out here just, you know, love bombing just to manipulate you. And I mean, there are some people who do that on purpose, but there are people who do it unconsciously. But regardless, for you, I want you to know what the signs are and how to recognize love bombing when it's happening and how to avoid it because I don't want you to go through that. You know, it's one of those things because when you meet someone and this is sort of how it kind of how it usually plays out. So you'll meet someone and this could be somebody that you connect with online. Maybe you've never even met face to face. Actually, that's probably the most common way that I see this happening, but it can happen absolutely when you meet people face to face as well. And, you know, you were just in this person's eyes, apparently you are the greatest thing since sliced bread. They just, they are so effusive in how amazing you are and they're giving you so much attention and they're making all sorts of allusions to the future. And, you know, you're saying things like, you know, well, one day, you'll know, you'll meet my parents and, you know, you'll find out for yourself and, and making these kind of offhand comments that feel like, oh my goodness, this person is really into me. And like, this might be the one. And one of the ways I often hear this described from people when they're telling me about this is that it feels like a fantasy. It feels like a movie. It feels so romantic. It feels like, oh my goodness, finally, I have somebody who's doting on me and they are just, you know, telling me how great I am. I mean, in some extreme cases, you know, people are saying, I love you when you just met them and, and maybe you haven't even met face to face yet, right? In other cases, they may not be saying, I love you, but they're still really giving you all of those loving actions, right? So it's a lot of attention, a lot of compliments, maybe gifts. But one really key piece of this, because I don't want to take away the romance and say, oh, if you meet somebody, and they're crazy about you, they're love bombing you and run. That is not what I'm saying. So please listen to the rest of the episode because I'm going to go through five things for you to keep in mind for you to recognize and to avoid this from happening to you. But it's really about an overwhelming, right? So like the definition to read it again, is when someone overwhelms you with loving words, actions and behavior, right as a manipulation technique. 
So the overwhelming part, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many messages. There's so much affection. There's, you know, they want to see me every day and, you know, they want to talk to me all the time. And it's just, it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So let's get into how to avoid this, right? Because that's what this whole episode is about. And that's what I want to help you with. So number one is really developing your own happiness. And part of that is to really ground yourself in what love really is, right? And really what the purpose of it is, because we have all been conditioned to believe that love is a fantasy and it is like a movie and it is like magic and it is like this miracle and it's this completely rare thing and it has these certain characteristics, right? So the fairy tale industrial complex, which you've heard me talk about before, because I've been talking about it for years, right? The fairy tale industrial complex is all of the marketing and the advertising and the fairy tales and the romantic comedies and all of the messages that you have been sent and marketed your whole life that tells you that love is a fantasy, right? And so you're supposed to meet someone and you're supposed to know right away. It's supposed to be a lightning bolt of like, yes, you're the one and that's romance. And so when you have that perspective, you are very susceptible to being love bombed because when you meet someone and they are giving you the quote unquote fantasy, it feels like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. And so I want you to really think about how you can develop more of your own happiness with yourself, with your life. So you are not looking to a relationship to rescue you like a fantasy, right? It's not going to be the thing that comes in and now makes every single thing in your life perfect because that is so often how we can really think about romantic relationships. And I want to share another quote with you on this because I thought this was so, so great. So there's a really good book called Infinite Possibilities by Mike Dooley. And uh, I did a book club on this on Clubhouse and then also in my True Love Society community. This is a quote from the book. And the book is not about relationships specifically. It's more about you and knowing yourself, loving yourself, who you really are. I mean, it's an amazing book. I highly recommend it. But there is a chapter about relationships. And Mike Dooley writes, relationships can't make you happy. They only intensify whatever you already feel about yourself and your life. A happy person entering into a relationship will likely become even happier and an unhappy person will likely become even unhappier. Relationships can't make you happy, right? They can't. I agree with this so, so, so much because I've been in relationships where I wasn't very happy in my life and I got into the relationship. And after that initial like, oh my God, I'm in a relationship. I have a boyfriend. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I finally, I finally have someone. After that wore off, it was like, oh, <laughs> I'm actually very miserable. And in being in this relationship, because I think I'm still holding on to this idea that is the job of the relationship to make me happy, right? It's the job of my partner to make me happy. And so I've gotten stuck in that. But I've also, in my current relationship, I got happy. I figured it out, right? I learned the lessons. I was like, oh, I need to get happy. I need to start to cultivate that within myself. So when I come together with my partner, we are amplifying each other's joy. I'm not looking to him for my source of happiness. And I'm in you know, the best relationship of my life by far. And we have so much joy together. I'm individually happy. My partner is individually happy, right? So Number one, how can you start to make yourself happier? Because then when you meet someone and they're like, you know, oh my God, you're so amazing. And I, I, I can see myself with you forever. And you're, you're everything I've been looking for. And I need to tell you, you're kind of like, okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second, right? Like I'm already really happy with my life. So I'm, you're more able to really assess the person for who they are and your compatibility versus the fantasy of, okay, now I'm going to be really happy. Okay. 
Number two is to really know the signs, know the love bombing signs. So really, I call these like zero to 60 behaviors. And so what I mean by zero to 60 is, you know, you just met someone, you don't know each other yet, you don't know each other's character. And I'm a romantic person, you know, I believe my mother will tell you that she fell in love with my father at first sight, right? And I believe that. And I absolutely always want to hold space for those moments. However, even if somebody is your person, even if you had that lightning bolt, and it's not just, you know, chemistry leading you astray, but it's actually, oh, wow, this is actually the person who I'm supposed to be with. That's okay. You can slow it down. If they're the person that you're supposed to be with, they're going to be that person a month from now, two months from now, you don't have to go zero to 60. You don't have to say we connected on an app on Monday. And by Thursday, we're telling each other, you know, we can see each other together forever. You can slow things down. Okay. So that any of those zero to 60 behaviors. So that's excessive communication. So if someone's constantly texting you, constantly calling you, constantly FaceTiming you, and that can feel very romantic, but also it can be very overwhelming and so distracting, right? So you're so distracted by this constant communication with this person that you're not really having the time to yourself to process you're also not giving yourself and the other person the opportunity to see if this other person is in it for the long haul, right? Do they have the patience to actually slow things down? Do they have the patience to actually invest time in getting to know you and getting to know your character? Or are you feeling the pressure of, I need to talk to you all the time, and I, maybe I need to be with you all the time, see you all the time, and it's like, again, overwhelming. So any kind of declarations are very strong emotions. And, you know, when you've just met someone, those promises or those insinuations of a future together, when you've just met someone. And when I say just met someone, what do I mean? I mean, just met someone. I don't mean I've been dating somebody for two months and it's, you know, and they're talking about meeting their parents. I mean, yeah, it's a relatively new relationship, but you've gotten to know each other over the course of those two months. I'm talking about situations where you have not gotten to know each other yet. You just haven't. <laughs> you just haven't. And particularly particularly when you're talking about people that you've connected with online and you haven't even had that face-to-face -face interaction yet, then that's also where I can see, I see most people kind of getting sucked in by the fantasy of what you're projecting onto the other person and what they're projecting onto you and all of that. So know those signs, those zero to 60 behaviors. And when you see them or when you feel yourself engaging in them, then I want you to just hear my voice in your head <laughs> saying, slow it down slow it down. If they're the one, they're going to be the one a month from now. They're going to be the one six months from now. So there is no hurry, okay? Because the cost of hurrying and rushing and investing your energy and your emotion and your expectation and your hopes and your dreams in someone where it's all going to fall apart in a short amount of time, which is typically how these love bombing situations work. Sometimes they turn into relationships, but even when they turn into relationships, there's a shift, right? So you meet somebody and they're charming and they love you and they're this and they're that and all this attention, da, 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 da. And then you get into the relationship and then the switch flips because now you're in and now you don't get that behavior anymore. And oftentimes it actually, the behavior totally flips. So what used to seem really romantic and oh my gosh, this person wants to be around me all the time is like, oh, actually this person wants to control me. You know, oh, this person wants to, you know, they want to communicate with me all the time, but actually this person wants to make sure I'm not communicating with other people. So that is the real dark side of it is when it goes into a relationship that then has those elements that are frankly abusive and not certainly not, there's not emotional safety and there may not even be physical safety. The stakes are high. <laughs> right. 
right, for turning a blind eye to this sort of thing. What more typically happens and what's happened to me and, you know, countless other people that I know is that it just fades out, right? Like this person is all about you. And then, you know, maybe it could last a week. It could last a month. It could last, usually doesn't last more than about a month or two. And then it's gone. And then the other thing that is a real, real concern, again, particularly online, is that sometimes people use love bombing to scam you, right? So this is when it's a very conscious manipulation technique. I'm going to get a little bit more into that on the, on the last point I want to make here, but just know that it's important for you to slow down, okay? Because the people who are love bombers and are scammers, they don't have patience, okay? So if you're like, yeah, I'm going to slow it down yeah, you know what? Um, actually, this is a lot of communication. I'm enjoying getting to know you, but let's set a date to meet and, and get, get together, but let's not text every day between now and then, right? Setting a boundary like that. There, people who are scammers or people who, they're not going to stick around for that. They're out. They will ghost you, okay? And that's a good thing. You want them to leave. You want them to leave to make space for the people who are actually available for what you're looking for. Okay, so number three, I've already started talking about it, is to communicate your desire to slow things down, right? And then follow through on that desire. Because if somebody is texting you five times a day, 10 times a day, and you say, hey, you know, I'm not much of a texter, let me know if you wanna, if you wanna get together sometime, but this is not my preferred method of communication. And the person might say, okay, okay, usually in that case, they'll continue to text you, by the way. <laughs> so what do you do in response to that? If you say, hey, remember how I said I'm not much of a texter and hey, and oh, remember how I said I'm going to be really busy over the next few days, so I'll, I'll touch base with you next week. Remember how I said, if you continue to communicate with them, you are, you are just running the risk of just now they're going to come back with explanations. Now they're going to come back with, oh, it's just because of this. It's just because I like you so much. It's because of this. It's because I, you know, and so it turns into this whole other manipulation, right? So I want you to really feel empowered to communicate your desire to slow things down and then also to follow through. So when you do that, once you, when you communicate that need to someone else, then if they say, um, you know, in that example I just gave, if you say, yeah, you know what, I've got a really crazy, you know, next few days, this is actually something that happened to a client of mine. She met a guy and they actually had gone on a date and he was constantly texting her and she was getting really stressed out and she was very busy. And she told me, and I was like, oh my goodness, don't do this. You know, even if you really liked him, I wouldn't want you constantly texting because that can really create a false sense of intimacy. And I really want you to get to know him actually. I coached her to, you know, to let him know. And, and she did. She said, hey, I've got a really, you know, crazy few days coming up and then I'm, I'm traveling this week. And I'm also not much of a texter, but I'm, you know, work is really crazy right now. So I'm going to call you on Monday. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then continues to text her all weekend. And so she's going back and forth with him. Hey, remember, you know, I can't really talk. Oh gosh, sorry. You know, I know I saw your text, but like things are kind of crazy and all of this stuff. And he's like, well, I really like you. And so I just really like you. I just really want to connect with you. And he started doing all this stuff. And so she started second guessing herself. So you want to really pay attention to that. When you are expressing a need, which is what a boundary is, when you're expressing a boundary to someone and you're asking them, hey, can you please not do that? Or this is actually how I would prefer. Or hey, let's do this instead. And they just say, no, no, no. I want to do what I want to do and they just continue to bulldoze their agenda, that is a very good opportunity for you to recognize that behavior. And I don't want you to walk away, okay? Because I want you to really determine people's ability to hear and respect your boundaries, okay? Because that is super duper, duper important. Think also about 
being in a relationship with someone. When you're dating somebody and you're getting to know them, you're getting a preview, okay? They were showing you how they communicate. They are showing you whether or not they listen and they can respect your needs and your boundaries. They're showing you that from the beginning. And so if you ignore that, if, you know, if it's not what you want and you ignore that, then that's going to um, you know, be a problem down the road in your relationship. Communicate your desire to slow things down. Communicate your boundaries. Number four, I want you to ask yourself, other than the fantasy, right? Other than how good it feels to have someone that's so into you, what do you actually like about this person? What do you vibe on? Would you be friends with this person if not for the romantic element? That's a really good question. Because if you're like, oh God, no, they're actually not that smart or I would never, you know, like think about that, okay? Because this is another way for you to determine, is this real? Is this sustainable, right? Or is this feeling like kind of a fantasy? It's built a little bit on smoke and mirrors. And I don't actually think there's a real connection here. Because if you can't have a friendship with someone, in my opinion, you cannot have a fulfilling relationship, okay? The reality of what friendship is in, is, is the same. It's that mutual respect. It's the safety. It's the intimacy. I mean, there's different levels of intimacy, maybe between your friends and your romantic partners, but there's still intimacy there, right? There's still joy. There's still that commitment to the friendship. So I want you to think about that. Is this somebody who I'd actually be friends with? What do I like about them beyond this kind of fantasy of, you know, how good it feels to be with them? And then the last and final point here, and this is really, really important in terms of how to avoid love bombers. And I left this one for last because it actually could be the only one. If I had to narrow this list down to one, it would be this one, which is to develop your own self-trust. So develop your own ability to trust yourself, to listen into your own intuition, because intuition is so, so important in dating and so many people turn it off. Your heart is telling you something, your gut is telling you something, you've got a suspicion about something, there's something that doesn't feel right and you push it aside and you push it aside and you push it aside. Listen, I've been there, I've done that and it never ends well. It never ends well. So if you don't feel like you know how to trust yourself, if you don't feel like you know what your intuition sounds like, then that's the first order of business. How can you start to tap into it more? How can you start to slow things down when you're dating so you have more opportunity right, to process your feelings? How can you pay attention to what feelings might come up that you say, oh, no, no, and you talk yourself out of it? Just bringing your awareness to it it's going to do a lot in terms of helping you to develop your own self-trust. Bringing your awareness to the desire to develop your own self-trust is going to help you to develop your own self-trust. I swear, I promise, I promise. And you can also look back to past relationships, past situationships, and think about, well, you know what? I actually did feel XYZ from the first date, but I pushed it aside. And then month down the road, two months down the road, it turns out I was right. So listening to that intuition and learning how to trust yourself is like, I mean, that's just the life skill of life skills. Because once you have that, not only does dating become so much easier, everything in your life becomes so much easier. And you deserve that. And I really want that for you. So I really want to encourage you to develop that own trust in yourself and trust in your own intuition. To recap, how to avoid love bombers being love bombed. Number one, develop your own happiness relationships can't make you happy, but they will amplify the joy that you have within yourself. 
focus on that. <laughs> Number two, know the signs of those zero to 60 behaviors, right? All of that just excessive communication, all of those declarations of, of affection that come so quickly. Just really pay attention to that. And number three, communicate your desire to slow things down and your boundaries, right? And when you do that, even if the person is your person, remember, they're going to be your person a month from now. So what is the rush? Number four, really asking yourself, what do I really like about this person, right? Other than the excitement of the fantasy, what do I really like about them? Is this somebody that I would be friends with if not for the romantic element? And does it feel like a fantasy or does it feel sustainable and like something that's grounded in reality and actually getting to know each other and paying attention to what we are looking for and all of those things and getting clarity on that versus just thinking, oh, it's all going to magically work out. And then last, but certainly not least, most importantly, developing your own sense of self-trust. And, you know, another way of thinking of this is really belief and honoring your intuition. So I hope that this was helpful. And if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, please do so. And if you are not already part of my Clubhouse community, I would really love for you to join me on Clubhouse because each week on Clubhouse, we are talking about this very same topic that's coming out in this week's episode. So by the time you're hearing this episode, we've already had a conversation about it on Tuesday evenings for True Love Tuesday on Clubhouse. And I'm would love for you all to join if you haven't already. And if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, don't worry, go to the show notes. There's a link. It's an app. It's totally free. You can join my community. Like I said, everything's totally free. We have amazing conversations and I would love for you to join us so we can go even deeper on all of these topics that I'm covering each week on the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Join me and the True Love Society on Clubhouse so you can join our rooms and our live discussions on these topics. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening. And for those of you who have taken the time to rate the podcast, to review the podcast, to share the podcast with a friend, I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. And if you are enjoying the podcast and you do find it valuable, then I invite you to take any of those actions that you would like. I'd appreciate any or all of them. And I appreciate you so much for listening. I know that the love that you want is 100% possible for you. And not just possible and like, oh yeah, it's possible for everyone. It is actually available to you. And I know that it can feel really hard to believe that because trust me, it felt really hard for me for a long time. But now that I have this perspective and this experience and this knowledge about what it really takes to find true love, I 100% know that it is available to you. Everything that I'm doing on this podcast and on Clubhouse and in the work that I do is to make that easier for you, is to clear the pathway for that to happen because we do have a lot of kind of obstacles, right? We can have a lot of obstacles in the way of that. So I'm here to help you clear those obstacles to having the love that you desire and deserve. And I appreciate you so much for being here and trusting me to be a part of your true love journey. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for listening. Be safe, be well. And I hope to see you on Clubhouse or quote unquote, hear you on Clubhouse because it's really, it's all audio. But I also hope to, uh, you know, interact with you maybe on social media. I'm at Dear Franny everywhere. The podcast is at Dear Franny on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love for you to connect with me and with the show. So hopefully we'll be in touch soon. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great 
day, evening, morning, wherever you are. Bye.